Welcome to the Occupy Freedom Podcast, where we're diving deep into all things kingdom. Your life is not a mistake. You were created for this moment in history to advance the kingdom and govern the earth from a heavenly perspective. Let's join our hosts, Justin and Rihanna Arston. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Occupy Freedom Podcast. Woo! It's hot up in this room. <laughs> what a weird time fall is. We're it's so it's fall right now, and it's a Ooh. weird time because it's like because it's like forty in the morning and eighty at night, and I, I do I do love fall though because it's I mean outside it's beautiful. I you know when the mornings are cool, it's the best sleeping. Where you can have the window open. Yeah, I just, yeah. just love it. I like the, sleeping with the windows open. As long as it's not sticky. I mean, has anybody ever... Have you ever, like, just waken up and it's, like, cold, but it's humid? It's a weird, that's a weird like, feeling. what in tarnation is this? Why is my skin cold, but yet, yeah, like, Like, it clammy? smells like a wet dog or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet because, you know, you're kind of looking back and be like, okay, summer's kind of coming to an end, and... And then for us anyway, especially, you know, with younger kids and and homeschool family and all of that, that, you know, things start, you know, we go from this kind of rest season into this kind of crazy season mm-hmm. um, of everything we have going on, the activities are picking up, you know, school. Um, it's actually for work for me. It's the craziest season for me. It, you know, work just gets, gets nutty. Um, and it's all good things. But it can uh, it can certainly sometimes become overwhelming, mm-hmm. and and it's like okay, how are we yeah. gonna get this all f- to fit in, yeah, and and do it well, right? Do it with not only with excellence, but uh, just do those do those things well, and and really that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, so we are going to have a conversation with a great friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Her name is Sarah Legband. Um, for all of you that are listening that are part of the Freedom Culture Ministry, you may recognize her name because she came to speak with our group uh, a couple years ago, probably. It's been, now it's yeah. been. Oh my gosh, time flies. Sarah is an amazing friend of mine. I met her on the beaches. Well, I probably knew her before then, but we really connected on the beaches of Punta Cana about five and a half years ago or Something so like on a yeah. business trip. And she found me down on the beach under my little hut umbrella by myself on a on a lounger reading the book Intercessory Prayer. By Dutch Sheets, By right? Dutch Sheets, yeah. She just comes strolling along and, and uh, sat down next to me and we chatted and I just quickly realized what absolute solid just solid hunger she has for Mm -hmm. the Lord and just such a solid heart she has for Jesus. And so we just started getting deep right away. And so I took some time to mentor her for a a period of time. And she just became, we became fast friends. She is my go-to prayer warrior. She is a beautiful friend of mine. She's always uh, full of faith, radiates joy, always hungry. And uh, I just really appreciate her a lot. Yeah, yeah, Sarah, Sarah's great, and and um, I how we you kind of met was uh, I actually work with her husband Josh, and they've just become their whole family has just become very so dear to us. But as you know, one of the things that I appreciate so much about Sarah is she's just so genuine, mm-hmm. and yeah. she just 
I've never seen anyone just care so much about mm-hmm. every human being and every space she's in. And yeah, so I'm good. always in, in, in awe of that. And, you know, when you're having a conversation with Sarah, you f- seriously feel like the most important person in her life in that moment. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. she, she just does that. She does yeah. that so well and is so focused and intentional about asking good questions and and we're excited uh to share her and i know that there's going to be so many amazing nuggets so um you know get out your your notepad and your phones that word nuggets can we talk about uh, that what's the word nuggets word? is it does it does it bother you at all kind of like i mean that's a go-to word moist, for me i don't know the nuggets i'm not nope, sure <laughs> it's a go-to word go-to word for me it's a go-to anyone who word knows me you. it's a do you also use the, use the word moist? Uh, moist is not an ointment. Salve. Sometimes I, you know, those are the words I try to stay oh away from boy. a little bit. Lord but no not, us. not nuggets. You can pick nuggets up along the oh way. My treasures. How about oh, treasures? Is oh, treasures there better? There we go. Treasures. <laughs> treasures. Yes, because the conversation her and I had was regarding something that I like to call the gray space. The grace space is something that the Holy Spirit taught me many years ago when I was a mother of young kids. Our kids are now a little older. We've got lots of teenagers in this house. We sure do. So much hormone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but when they were little, you know, there's a lot of tasks and jobs that go along with parenting and homeschooling and keeping a house and, you know, just mm-hmm. making it all float. And I'm such a task-oriented person that I was just, I hurried my way through life. I was just overwhelmed a lot, living my life, not being present, and I was anxious and fragile a lot. Through a series of events, the Holy Spirit just really began to teach me how to be connected more, because I just wanted more connection. I realized that our kids were growing up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm missing I feel like I am grieving every season they grow because I'm not really there. I feel like I'm getting it all done, but am I really connecting with my life and connecting with the assignments that God has given me? Yeah, I remember I remember you used to do a lot of scrapbooking. Mm-hmm. I don't know, do people still scrapbook today? I don't hear anyone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the archiver store in Maple right. Grove anymore. <laughs> so like, this is probably like mid-2000s. Yeah, she used to do yeah. a lot of scrapbooking. And mm-hmm. I remember, you, you know, you, there's a, a friend that she would go and do you know, a couple hours of scrapbooking with and she'd come home and it was just like mixed emotion of, oh, it was full, it was fun, it was great to look through the pictures and things like that. But I also remember mm-hmm. you you saying, I-, I feel like sometimes I kind of live my life through the yeah. pictures and that was when mm-hmm. I really felt like the Lord was was teaching yeah. teaching you that. And I don't know how everyone else's marriage works, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> I'm kind of a blockhead and uh, the Lord starts teaching <laughs> My wife things, I was like, wow, that's that's really good. And and as soon as I start processing that, I realize the you know what, that kind of the Lord's teaching me the same the mm. same things. This and thing then, this thing called grace is not just for one person, right? it's for all of us, huh? Right. It's so concept. true, so true. So yeah, it, uh, it Lord really... has taught me so much in that in that same space. And and for me a lot of that has come through through work. And mm. you know, uh, some of you maybe would relate with this, but you mm-hmm. know, sometimes you can get consumed with you know it's a good thing you know i enjoy what i do i think Mm -hmm. i'm I'm bringing value to people's lives Mm -hmm. and things like that but Mm -hmm. but it can just get consuming yeah and it's the same kind of thing it's like okay i start monday morning and i blink 
Yeah. And it's like, wow, it's Friday afternoon. Right. Uh, I don't remember really like any yeah. interactions I had with anyone, including my family. But really, what is, you know, when you think about that, what is that all about? Because we're not really connected, right? I mean, the goal of any assignment in life that God gives us, the goal is relationship. Right. I mean, we get things done, we build, you know, like you can read the book of Ecclesiastes and he's like, you know, you'll build legacies and you can build all these great things and someday they'll all be gone and somebody will have torn them all down. Once you're gone, your name will be forgotten, right? Just the depressing part of the the physicality of life. But when you think about the assignments, what is the point of it? The point of it is relationship and connection. And so it, it really brought me back, you know, the Holy Spirit was really just rolling around 2 Corinthians chapter 12 when Paul was talking about the thorns that he was dealing with. This is such a powerful response that God gives him as he's praying. And Jesus says to him, my grace is always more than enough for you. And and in the Aramaic, it means continually. So it, it's a concept to understand that you need grace like continually it's not just oh i have grace once and and that's it but it's a lifestyle a grace space is a lifestyle that we stand in it's a lifestyle that we choose to move within the confines of instead of going outside of it and trying to be all things to everybody and strive and perform and succeed and and achieve and all of these things on our own power Mm -hmm. our own intellect our own gas and we find ourselves sort of wearing out and missing the connection and relationship all along the way. Yeah, okay, the kids are raised, they're all adults, they're functioning uh, human beings in and society, they don't come but home you for miss dinner, it all. Right? <laughs> right, they don't come home for dinner. They don't call you anymore. Why? Right? Because you miss the connection. Right. Great, you've been married for 40 years, but you look across the table one day and you say, man. You're a stranger to me. Yeah, right? we're not connected. We've done the things. Uh, we're partners, we're on. great teammates, but we're not connected. Yeah, man, I built this empire, this business, I make all this money, but I missed all the connections with my clients and my coworkers and and all the people that I interact like come in contact with every day. Mm-hmm. And so Paul goes on to goes on to edify the church and he said, "So I will celebrate my weaknesses. For when I am weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So this grace space was really about the Holy Spirit teaching me to stop resisting the areas that I was weak and trying to make up for it on my own power and trying to figure out how to be better at everything and more efficient at everything, but really embracing it. And Paul goes on to say that I'm not defeated by the weakness. I delight in it because I'm like, you know what? The power of God, the grace of God is so much more than I could ever be on my own. I laugh at it. And this is where kind of the grace space for me was birthed, was like, okay, I have all these assignments that God has given me and I'm going to say yes to them, but I'm going to lay them at his feet and be like, okay, I will mm. do what I can do. But the rest of it is all, the whole thing is up to the grace of God on my life to either do or not be done, to move forward or to stay put. And if that means something has to come off my plate because even good things and wrong seasons aren't right things, then so be it. I'm not going to try to conquer the world for the sake of conquering the world and and appeasing people. That's That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I think, you know, a little bit for me, I... Uh, I remember having this conversation actually relatively recent, recently with, I, he's a dear friend slash boss slash, I don't know, Elijah's a lot of things to me. but Oh, um, you name drop. I, I actually, Elijah, I, you better be listening to this episode. Uh, but we <laughs> now had this, you know if he was. Right. About 
we have this kind of running joke that when life gets a little crazy, this, it, clearly the solution is to try harder. And so we just <laughs> laugh all that. But, but in all oh, honesty, the solution yeah. is to surrender yeah. Yeah. and to rest in that gray space. Totally. And, and all of the things that that do need to get accomplished will get accomplished yeah, and we just yeah. need to trust in that and yeah, rest in that yeah and listen that's, listen yeah. daniel the bible says daniel was 10 times better at what he did than anybody else in his field but daniel was the most surrendered submitted and meeked person that you'll ever read about right. his life was literally not his own i read this somewhere um a, a quote by a gal from the blessing house and she said fear is the price tag of ownership mm. meaning when we claim to own the things in our life and to have control over the things mm-hmm. the people Come the on. relationships the ministries the stuff in our life there's a fear price tag right a fear that you have to maintain a fear that you have to keep building a fear that you have to keep it up a fear that you have to let it hold it together so that it won't fall apart but in that surrender there's freedom because then you can love well because you can connect well and let everything else sort of roll from your fingers and so the reason why i wanted to have this conversation with sarah is because sarah has really been on this journey recently for herself and sort of the lord taking her through the killing that hurry and killing that uh, striving and that rushing around trying to get it all done being all things to all people and really how that's impacted her life as a mother and a wife and a minister because she does many many great things for the Lord and so I packed up my stuff and drove over to her house and we had some coffee well, actually I think we just had water <laughs> at that time I'd had my fill of coffee uh, but we had a great conversation so I'm super excited to share her with you all yeah hey, you guys are gonna be blessed all right let's do it let's roll that beautiful bean footage All right, well, welcome, Occupy Freedom listeners. I am here with Sarah Legband, as we spoke of on the introduction. And so I just want her to kind of jump in here. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Hi, Rihanna. Well, let's see. We live here in the Twin Cities. Um, I'm married to Joshua. We've been married for 17 years. Oh my, is it 18 now? 17? Is it no, eight, it's 18, 18 yep. because we've been talking about in two more years, we're going to have our 20th. So yeah. we've been married 18 years. We have two kids. Caleb is almost 10 and Ellie Grace is six and a half. And um, they attend a homeschool hybrid school. And so what yeah. that means is yeah. they go to school for three days and then I homeschool two days. So part of my life is spending time prepping and homeschooling. Yeah. Let's see. We're a multi-generational family because mm. both of my parents live with us and Josh's dad lives with us. And my parents have been with us for at least, I don't know, 13 years. Wow. So, so 13 of your 18 years of marriage, yeah. you've been multi-generational. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's been with me for all of my babies and it's just, it's How been a journey. Mm-hmm. to be able to share that. Yeah, yeah. So I stay home, but I do a lot of different things. I'm really passionate about ministry. And so um, we have been a part of Substance Church for Mm. about 10 years. And for the past seven years, I've been running their Substance Moms group and groups. So I pour a lot of time into that and love raising up leaders and Mm. pouring into people. I love speaking And then just this past year, God called me into doing some moms groups and parent groups at our school at Hand in Hand Christian Montessori. So 
I'm starting so you're not busy zero. at all. You're not busy <laughs> at all. You have nothing on your plate. No, no. And and I would like to say I'm trying to learn not to say that I'm busy. Yes. But that my life is fruitful. Full. Yes. Right. Exactly. I'm fruitful. That's that's what I used to say too. Like I'm not busy. I'm fruitful. <laughs> I love it because the Lord didn't call us to be busy. He called us to be fruitful. Right. Amen. Amen. And really, that leads me to introduce our topic here today. Is really you know Sarah and I have been um, talking a lot about rest and living from rest, just what it means to live in what I call the grace space. And so we've titled this podcast Grace Space because the experience that I've been through with learning to live from rest, and I know Sarah, you are really going through such an intense process right now and just discovery with the Lord of what it means to live from rest and really that grace space. So when we talk about grace space, what do you think of when you hear the word grace? How would you define grace? You know, I love the word grace, and I feel like it really goes hand in hand with the word favor, God's mm-hmm. favor. Mm-hmm. I feel like my definition of grace would be God's free, undeserved mm-hmm. favor and blessing in my life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. When you think of grace, And then you think of, as human beings, our tendency to strive and to perform and to receive acceptance through performance and how opposite those things are. And so when you add that hustle into everyday life, Mm -hmm. you sort of remove the element of grace, right? Because if grace is God's favor to be sufficient Mm -hmm. in our lives, Mm -hmm. then we should be able to operate from a place of outside of the striving and the performance and all those things. Not that it's a bad thing to achieve and to Mm -hmm. perform, you know. Um, But I remember back when this topic really started affecting me when my kids were really little. And I know I say this back when my kids were little because now my kids are getting all old. I know, I know. (laughs) Our oldest is 22 and our youngest is 12. And so I feel like it was so long ago that they were babies. But I was so, I was in such a hustle. I was always striving and performing and perfection and every detail and everything. And do you remember when scrapbooking was kind of a big thing? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a big scrapbooker back then. And there was a place in Maple Grove called Archivers. Uh And I used to go there one Friday night a month with a friend. And they would have this back room. And there was like, you know, 20, 25 women all sprawled out with their scrapbooks (laughs) and pictures. And... And they would feed you dinner and you would be there until like 11 o'clock at night just scrapbooking. And it was just a really fun way to connect with other ladies. But I realized in that time, as I would go through pictures, I would start feeling like so much grief. Because when I looked at the pictures, I was living my memories through and my moments through the memory of the picture and realizing that I really wasn't there in the moment. Mm -hmm. I was living the memory or living the moment while I was looking at the picture in a memory. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started realizing that I was so on to the next thing and so trying to figure out life and strive and get everything in its place that I wasn't really living the sacredness of each moment and I was missing it. Yeah, And that really caused me to grieve. So the scrapbooking thing was supposed to be fun and I would be sitting in there like, oh my gosh, I'm just not living my life. Like I feel like I want to soak up more of those moments and and still do the thing, but like rest in it. And it reminds, and so we had this quote on our wall um, by St. John of Kronstadt. It says, unfortunate is he who loves haste. He will meet with a multitude of obstacles and he will fume inwardly. This was me. Through his desire for haste or that hurry, 
He will be irritated time without number. And so God began to unlock this gray space of like, it's not about what you're doing. It's about the manner and how you go about the haste, the hurry, the, Mm -hmm. you know, running forward instead of resting in what you're doing. And so that's when he really started speaking to me about that simple, that simplicity or that placidity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a beautiful place when you can, your, your eyes get opened to a new way of living. Yeah to a new way of doing things. And it may mean that your schedule does or doesn't change. Mm -hmm, So much of it is mental mm -hmm. and internal. Absolutely. And that's something God's working on with me too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So good. Okay, well, let's dive into kind of talking about rest and the Sabbath, because we were mentioning, you know, that grace, you were kind of talking about how you see that as the favor or the goodwill of God. And it kind of goes back to this idea of rest, the grace, you know, when God told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. There is this place of favor and rest that God gives us to be power in our life, to really accomplish and achieve and do all the things that he's calling us to do, but from a place of being hidden in the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And this really goes back to Genesis chapter two in the garden, right? I mean, God is an example of rest because he rests after his work Mm -hmm. and he rests in his work. And then Adam, when he puts Adam in that rest, that's where Adam lives. He lives in a place of rest. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And he has all that he needs. He communes with the Lord. He has life. He has joy. He has love. He has relationship with Eve. All from rest. There's nothing in there. And now God gives him work to do, right? Right. He says, here's some things you're going to work on. And this garden is for you to steward. But, But it was from a place of rest. And then we see that there's a fall and sin is now internalized. And because God puts man outside of garden, now there we're introduced to this striving aspect, right? You have to toil to earn and to gain. And so from there, God creates a command for the Sabbath. And, and this becomes more of an outward observance so that people can remember that the rest is really their inheritance to remind them of who God is and to remind them of who they are. And so it it goes all the way back to the beginning. But then when Jesus enters the picture, it now suddenly moves from, you know, in the Hebrew to rest means to strive or to cease to strive within, to cease to flow from within. So it's not just an outward, you know, ceasing from work. Like Uh you said, You, you could have work in your calendar, but it's really a ceasing from that striving and that flowing from within. Yeah. And a rest in the Lord. And so when we look at Hebrews chapter 4 then, enter Jesus as our Sabbath. And so if you wouldn't mind, Sarah, just reading Hebrews chapter 4 verses 9 and 10. Yeah, for sure. It says this, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Amen. So I love that word Sabbath rest. In the Aramaic, it means that Jesus rose. He arose to be the Sabbath Mm. of God for the Mm. people of God. Mm. So now we no longer have this outward observance, not that we can't have rest days, but we no longer have this command to have an outward observance of rest, but it's now living within us. Yeah. And now it's a lifestyle. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? Yeah. It's not an obligation or it's not a... Um, an outward 
observance, but it's now a lifestyle from within because... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, what a shift from what they had experienced before. I mean, such a shift. And yet still talking about rest, Mm -hmm. but just such Mm -hmm. a shift of the internal Mm -hmm. part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's like, God's like, he says, I'm going to come and dwell with you again. Yeah. I'm going to come. And then when Jesus comes, he says, the time's fulfilled now. Here I am. Now believe on me. And so it's really this culmination of of redemption of rest, right? We see the story of the redemption all the way through. And rest is one of those things that was redeemed. Mm. And so the commandment to observe it outwardly was a way that God could keep the people attached to their identity in that. But then Jesus comes and there's a high, right? Grace always raises the standard. Mm -hmm. And it says, now I want you to live in it. It's not that you let go of rest altogether because you don't have to observe this Sabbath anymore, but I want you to live in this place so that everything that you do in this grace space that we call it is now from a place of surrender and submission and love, not performance and acceptance and striving and perfection, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so um, by entering into that covenant, then we find kind of a new challenge in our life, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the culture that we live in. Yes, (laughs) Because our culture has said being busy is good. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just natural. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear the question, how was your weekend? Busy. You know, (laughs) like I I would like to tally up how many times people answer my life is busy. And that's, and that's just okay. And, and you know, we have this idea of success is Mm -hmm. striving and more is better and um, bigger is better. I remember I was going through a time a couple of months, well, this is maybe six to eight months ago. And I'm just wired to be very much like, I want to change the world for Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You know, the mm -hmm. more people, the better. Like, the more we can get the word out, the better, right? Which is amazing. We're all good things. But I think... God challenges us sometimes to say, is your version of success my version of success? Yeah, good. Because I was um, leading a a group. It was a mom's group. And we had this big event. And I was so excited. It was right after we could start gathering together after COVID Mm, had, you know, kind of loosened up a little bit. So we were gathering together. And I was just so excited. And we had lots of women show. And, you know, the next day I had a plan to take my unchurched neighbor who has become a good friend of mine Mm -hmm. to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I don't normally have time to do, you know, lots of little, I barely have time to take my kids to to save cats from the trees and puppies (laughs) from the, (laughs) right. Sarah's out there conquering the world, people, the whole world. (laughs) Oh, I wish, right? So, but anyway, I just felt like the Lord had said, you know, you need to take your friend to the doctor. I love that. And so I I had made a plan to do so. And it was so interesting, Rihanna, because I was leaving that event that I felt so excited about that all these women came to. Mm -hmm. And I just heard the Holy Spirit tell me, Sarah, what you do tomorrow morning with that friend will be a greater impact on the kingdom than Mm -hmm. what you did tonight with these 60 to 70 women. Wow. Wow. And that rocked me. Because it shifted my idea of what kingdom success was. Absolutely. And it was a big Christian event. Mm -hmm. Like there was ministry happening Mm -hmm. at that event. Mm -hmm. But God just rocked me. And so I walk into my life saying, Lord, continue to reshape my understanding of what it means to have Sabbath rest Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Help me not to think old covenant. Help me to think in the new covenant of rest. Right, right in my day to day, regardless of what my schedule looks like. Yeah. 
I love the humility in your heart in that because I think that's such a huge step and we're going to talk about kind of what is look what does it look like to move forward but I think you're you're really laying that out perfectly is that humility is just saying God I have more to learn in this mm. you know and I don't know everything there is to know and I don't have it all figured out so just that hey Lord show me more about this show me more about what I've just been able to experience in that yeah. and in that humility I feel like you know, God just opens up so much more for us. And I love the discipleship aspect of this, of what you're saying, because you're talking about investing in someone's life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't remove the impact of, of the ministry that happens everywhere, right? But when you have obedience to the one into even that intimate moment that nobody sees, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody saw you do that. Mm-hmm. Nobody came and gave you accolades for what you spoke about or that you drove her to the, to the doctor. But it was just a personal investment in her. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you're serving the Lord in that. And that, yeah, that is kingdom success. And mm-hmm. that's a grace space Absolutely. to be able to even do both of those things. <laughs> Absolutely. Simultaneously, right? Yeah. Like yeah. knowing that you have value in both areas is mm-hmm. grace, is yeah. to say, I don't have to define it and only do this or only do that, mm-hmm. but to to step into whatever assignment that God has for me. Mm-hmm. So how has God shown you living from grace and rest? First of all, I just want to say that I like doing things fast. I mean, I am naturally wired to talk fast, to walk fast. I mean, my mom and I would walk in the mall when I was young and we would book it and I loved it. And she was like, boy, honey, you can really keep up with me. And I'm like, yes, I can. You know, I just love... I love the fast pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even my strengths finder, one of them is maximizer. Mm-hmm. I like to maximize mm-hmm. my life, pull everything I, I can mm-hmm. out of everything and and do as much as I can. And you know, something I've been just learning is that even though those maximizing can be good, mm-hmm. it is good. Yeah. It is a good thing. Yeah. But when it flows into a lifestyle of rushing, mm-hmm. that's when I feel like it steals our attention away from being present. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I intentionally love to fill up my every moment, but maybe our moments aren't meant to be filled up mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just recently Good. learned that daydreaming is actually really healthy for your brain. Mm-hmm. And that's it's so like. Good. When do we have time to daydream? I mean, right. our phones are designed to keep us from daydreaming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because as soon as we have a daydreaming moment, right, right. we'll be like, oh, let me check my phone. What's going on on Facebook? Right. <laughs> right. What is everybody else doing in life? Does anybody text me? Do I, do I need to answer anything? Right. Yeah. Even though my phone didn't yeah. ring. It's so true. It's, it's crazy. And so I just, I'm in this season of learning how to slow down my life. Mm-hmm. And and what's what I thought the Lord was teaching me when I first started learning this was I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to take things off my plate. Oh, I sure. you know, like mm-hmm. I have permission now to say no to everything. <laughs> you know, we just had COVID. I, yeah, I right. wasn't doing much. Yeah, you're getting and... into the COVID groove, right? right? You're like, wow, a year of doing nothing. Let's just keep this going. <laughs> right. I know. I know. And yet I think what he was doing was he was teaching me how to live a lifestyle of Sabbath rest in my day-to-day, mm. not rushing, and to stay in alignment with this Holy Spirit because yeah. that's where the yeah. grace for my life is. Yeah. If I get yeah. out of alignment with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, then I've, I, 
I'm out of alignment with that gray space, I feel like. And you know, it ebbs and flows seasonally. And and it's just this part of my life where I'm constantly just trying Mm -hmm. to listen to the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit and really surrendering my schedule and Mm -hmm. surrendering my my agenda and ministry and my plans. And just on a regular basis, just saying, I will give all of this up. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you want to shift? Is yeah. there anything that I love doing that you want me to stop yeah. doing? Yeah. And also this this piece about being present. Mm-hmm. Lord, what do you want me to be present to right now? Right. Because right. sometimes when we're in the middle of hurrying through our days, mm-hmm. we're not present mm-hmm. to anything. Right, right. We may have gotten about 50 things done. Yeah. But then you look back and you think, was I even present for any of this i don't even remember the moments of these things what did it smell like what did it taste like what Mm -hmm. did it you know i mean think about multitasking you know as Mm -hmm. a mom you know i do a lot of connections with moms and mom ministry and we love to multitask i mean Mm -hmm. we just we are the masters of multitasking we take a little bit of pride maybe in that right but if you really think about it multitasking means that we aren't fully present to anything right And so when I'm multitasking, I'm realizing, am I really giving my children everything that Mm -hmm. I should be giving them? Mm -hmm. Am I really giving the Lord everything that I should be giving? Or does he just want me to have a little bit more peace and maybe I could just do one thing? Yeah. You know, maybe I could just drive without having to listen to something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've even fallen into this guilt Mm -hmm. of like, if I'm not multitasking or doing something that is important in the middle of my every day that I'm not maximizing my life enough and I want God to use all of me Mm -hmm. and so you know I remember this conversation you and I had actually where um the four of us were out for breakfast and we were all chatting with our husbands and somehow the conversation came up where I told you that I brush my teeth and read a book at the same time (laughs) do you remember that (laughs) and you laughed at me and I was like what? Like, doesn't everybody like maximize every moment? Yeah. yeah. But it, it made me pause mm. and be like, can I brush my teeth just for the sake of brushing my teeth and mm. be present mm-hmm. with my life? Sure. Sure. So it's yeah. You know, what's so funny is I remember brushing my teeth for the couple weeks after we had that conversation and thinking of you every time and thinking I wouldn't even have the coordination to read a book. <laughs> same time like impressive okay just first of all impressive all together um but yeah it's hilarious what we we find to fill in in those in-between moments and I do think it's it's somewhat cultural because it's like this press for man we can do like look what we can do right technology affords us the ability to do so much Mm -hmm. I mean we can listen to messages you know we could do audio and visual we could be reading and listening (laughs) I remember being at the airport one year when we were leaving for New York for a business trip we're early for our flight so we were kind of walking around and there was a flight attendant who was must have been on her break, but she was power walking that airline, like the the hallways, and reading while she was just power walking and reading. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, I would crash into somebody, but that's impressive to me. But again, that that thing of okay, I'm gonna get physical exercise, but I'm also gonna be reading and I'm also gonna be listening to a podcast. Right. You know, like this ability that we have for all of our sensories to be filled at the same time. Right. And I love what you said though. Does that leave room for us to think our thoughts? Yeah. 
Does it leave room for us to have intimate, unscripted conversations with the Holy Spirit? You know, we put our prayer time sometimes in a box. We Mm -hmm. say, now it's time to pray. Okay, Lord, now I'm ready to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Now I'm ready to let you know what's going on in my life. And sometimes we come out of those spaces feeling dry and like, oh, I didn't really get anywhere with the Mm -hmm. Lord, but that was the time I gave him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but throughout our day... Are we listening? Are we talking? Are we interacting with God? Are we hearing what he's saying? Are we asking him before we move into something? And and like you said, I think that that is where that grace space is birthed. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily that you're not going to do anything ever again. Mm-hmm. Although in my case, God did stop me for a season where um, I was a doer like I can, so I will. Mm-hmm. And I would overwork myself until I burnt out and then I'd have to cancel everything for two weeks because my mind and my body were so trashed. Mm -hmm. And it was just an unhealthy cycle. And so I would perform, 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 and then I would just burn. And I remember even when I love to cook and I love to like plan parties and do all this stuff. And I used to do a lot of it. Every meal train, I was signed up on it. Come on. Every single party (laughs) was getting planned and executed, you know? Yeah. I remember though for about a year... People would come for meal trains. And it's not that it's not a good thing, right? But God would say, no, you're not. You're not. You're going to lay, just lay it down. Because to me, it was the obedience of saying, just because you can doesn't mean you need to do. Because maybe that is not where I have you right now. Because even good things and wrong seasons are not right things. And this is a discipline I had to learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. And I had to just give all of that up. So maybe there Mm -hmm. might be a season where you have to give things up. But ultimately, it doesn't mean you can't be productive or that it's wrong to be productive. But certainly in the mindset of what you see productive. You know, Susie Larson wrote this amazing book called Your Sacred Yes. Mm. And when I read that book, it just set me free because it gave me permission to say no. Mm. It gave me permission to say and to realize there yeah. are a lot of really good and God things. Yeah, yeah totally. But every time I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. Right. And to yeah. really stop, you know, we get in the hustle of life and we're just like, oh, there's a great idea. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And we want to mm-hmm. help. And all of a sudden. I can. I'm talented. I, I can do it. I'll do it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we look and say, oh, why why are my kids always upset and sad yeah, and crying? Right. And right. it's like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe that has actually something to do yeah. with me yeah. and my yeah. schedule and my pace. Right. Right. So that, and some of that haste, right? They yeah. feel the haste in you. Oh, when, absolutely. When you're just moving and moving and moving and then they have an interruption. Because let's be honest, kids can be interruptions to life, right? Mm-hmm. They've got questions. They might have to go to the bathroom at very awkward times or whatever. <laughs> and, and pretty soon, if you're in haste and just moving on forward, mm-hmm. those opportunities to learn and to grow and to guide them now become frustrations. Yeah. And now there's a lot of yelling and crying mm-hmm. and and discrepancy in stewarding their lives too. Yeah, that's such a good point, even with parenting. Yeah, I gave a talk for mom's group called Sacred Interruptions. Mm. And the talk was really based around what you're saying. It was based around how our children are constantly interrupting us. And are are we going to let that frustrate us because we are doing something, in quotes, more important? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to stop and recognize, hey, Mm. this is a sacred interruption. If we just stop and, and... realize I get a chance to pour into them yet again. I get a chance mm-hmm. to show them the yes. father's love yes. to them yes. in the middle mm-hmm. of what's important to me. They have no mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. And how about I just stop and, and make this a sacred moment yeah. instead of feeling frustrated that they interrupted me yet right. once again. Right. So, And I mean, how many parents 
have felt this, right? The pressure of all the other things that you feel expected to do. And then trying to be in sacred moments with your children. Sometimes they feel at war with each other Mm -hmm. because there is so much down, like hang time in the margin with kids. Mm -hmm. They don't always necessarily need something. I'm finding that with teenagers where I don't maybe need to bathe them anymore (laughs) or, you know, they don't need me to tell but I need to be available. I need to have the mental space for them when they're like, you know what? I need to talk about this mom. Yeah. Um, I have a question that I is, you know, rated 11 o'clock when you're trying to go to sleep, whatever, you know, like it may not be inconvenient times, but the availability of your, your brain space is so important with kids. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to the Occupy Freedom podcast, diving deep into all things kingdom. We're so glad you're here. Connect with us deeper at Occupy-Freedom.com. Now back to the show with Justin and Rihanna. Okay, we are going to wrap up this third section as we're talking about grace space and what the grace space is. And just to reiterate, for those of you that might be just tuning in now, or maybe you've broken up this podcast into a couple of days, but just to reiterate, grace space is a beautiful place of power and connection and life with the Holy Spirit. It feels like the grace space is kind of this place where suddenly everything that God gives you an assignment to steward becomes this like sacred, rich Thing, Not just a thing to accomplish or achieve for acceptance or performance, but really the sacred interaction with the Lord. These assignments, whether it's your children or ministry or the business or job that you work at, um, whatever it is that you have to do, it moves from this, I got to get this done, to wow, what a privilege to step into this thing with the Lord Mm -hmm. and be so grateful. Like you said with brushing your teeth, right? Wow, I have teeth. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like just, it's such a place of worship that everything we do now is no longer a burden to do it, mm-hmm. but it is now the sacred and rich experience with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so when we look into the scriptures at grace, I just want to highlight a few things in the word um, that, like you said, grace is really this favor or goodwill with God. You know, in uh, John 1, 14, Jesus is the favor of God to man. So we we talked about how Jesus is this rest, this place of living, because Christ in us is the hope of glory. And if we're one spirit with him, then we live in rest. Yeah. We don't save it for a Sunday. We live in it every day. Um, We also see that grace gives us the power to live a holy life. Grace Mm -hmm. is also the power that we use in our gifting. Mm -hmm. How many times have we seen people operate in their gifts and they're so good at it only to fall in life in some other way because they're striving to keep that momentum and to keep that place of expertise or excellence, but they're really breaking down inside, right? Because they're not operating from grace. They're operating from a flesh mm-hmm. or a striving standpoint. Yeah. Because I know some people are thinking, well, okay, well, how do I get grace? How do I how do I live in grace? But Jesus is the grace. Mm-hmm. So it's this kingdom conundrum, right? Where we think, okay, how do I obtain right. such and such? Right. And God's like, you don't. You right. just receive it. You right. just live it out. And you live it out for today. Tomorrow will have its grace of its own, but today you live it. And what you're given. And so what I'd love to know from you, Sarah, is as we've talked about grace and how God has, you know, walked you through your understanding of grace and rest, how has that changed your life? Your the way that you go about motherhood, ministry, business, marriage, family. Mm-hmm. Like how has it changed you? 
Well, one of the things that Jesus told me probably, oh, I don't know now, maybe three years ago, was that I needed to get away from everything and spend time alone with the Lord. Mm. Um, Being in a house with seven people and three of them being elderly, two of them being children, and one of them being my wonderful (laughs) husband who loves quality time, I just am never alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to get away. So I have created a rhythm in my schedule, in my life, to go away and be with the Lord. I go to a prayer Mm -hmm. cabin. I go for three days, two nights. Mm Mm-hmm. I cover up the, t- the clock so I can't see what time it is. And I just spend time in quiet with the mm. Lord. And that has really changed the trajectory of yeah. my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that really set me up for living a new way of a grace-filled lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it helped transform my mind to realize, wow, I can live I can live productively and have space to be quiet and to be present mm-hmm. with the Lord. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, the more present that you are with the Lord, the more intimate that you grow with Christ, the more productive, the more present you can be with your family, the mm-hmm. more present you can be within ministry. Because it's like when everything is working in sync with the Holy Spirit, then it's just an mm. overflow. Mm-hmm. Then it's just an outpouring. Mm-hmm. I've had seasons in my life in the past where there is striving. I want to do so many things, so many good things. Right. And I just get burnt out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so grateful that God has like shifted my yeah. life yeah. with taking time for soul care with the Lord away. Yeah. Um, you know, I would really say that Jesus's lifestyle is my goal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take a look at Jesus, if you go to the Gospels and you look at Jesus's life, he had three years to do ministry. Okay. <laughs> Ready, three set, years. go. <laughs> he knew that his life would end yeah. shortly. Yeah. And he still slept. Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. he still went away to pray. Mm-hmm. He still took time to be with individuals. He was still yeah. very present with yeah. people. Yeah. I think of yeah. the story um, about Jairus's daughter. And Jairus comes to, to Jesus and is like, my, my 12-year-old daughter, she's dying. I need you to come and heal yeah. her. And Jesus mm-hmm. says yes. But Jairus, I mean, he's a, a fully human you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, this is a panic moment. I need to get Jesus to my daughter as quickly as possible. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's yeah. hurry. If we're ever yeah. going to rush, come <laughs> right. on right now is the time. Yeah. yeah. And in this time where Jesus is going with him to, to go see his daughter who's dying, Jesus stops because someone in the crowd touches him and he stops mm. to be fully present with a woman who has had bleeding in her life and mm-hmm. and receives mm-hmm. healing because she touched him. But he doesn't just keep on his merry way. Mm-hmm. I mean, she received mm-hmm. the healing. Right, he stops right. and she says, had the healing already. <laughs> wait a minute, who touched me? Mm-hmm. He knows. He knew who touched her, but mm-hmm. he stops to be present with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Jairus is probably like, what is going on? Like, we don't have time for this. Yeah, right. But with God, mm. time is so different. I'm just, I love this story because then Jesus carries on and, and someone comes and says, mm-hmm. your daughter died. Mm-hmm. So in the natural, this would seem like an epic mm-hmm. fail. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't. And you can imagine Jairus is probably like, oh, that's it. I know. He didn't hurry. Look at <laughs> Right. Right. Like I it's thought, done. I thought you would yeah. stick to your yeah. word yeah. and be true to your mm-hmm. word. And Jesus says, don't worry. And he goes and the end of the story is mm-hmm. they show up. Mm-hmm. And he goes in and they're weeping, they're crying. And he's like, don't cry. 
you know, she's only yeah. sleeping and he brings her back to life. Yeah. And yeah. so even when I feel like in ministry, in motherhood, in my life, where it feels like there's just not mm. quite enough time, mm-hmm. I stop in those moments and I say, Lord, I trust you. Mm. And I declare that he is the God of time. Mm-hmm. Amen. So if I don't get something done, I'm going to trust him mm-hmm. that he's going to work it out. Amen. And it's not going to make sense to me at the time, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to trust mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to bed Amen. and not stay up till 2 a.m. to finish it. That thing is going to get done one right? way or another. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It always does. Yeah. And what I love in hearing, hearing you even tell the story is just, wow, so powerful. And what I'm hearing in it is relationship is the goal of anything we do. Yeah. I mean, think of all the things that we think, I just got to get this done. Why? Mm-hmm. And so what is the purpose of building? What is the purpose of succeeding? What is the purpose? It is relationships. Mm-hmm. We are built to be relational. And Jesus, even in that story, exemplifies that. Like, yeah, I'm going to do the things because this is who I am. So yeah. I can't not do them, right? right? I mean, we can't not be who we are and do the things God is calling us to do because it's just natural for us to want to do that. But in the grace space, we realize that relationships are the goal. It's not to get the things done. Yeah. And the things will get done one way or another. Or if they don't, then I always say, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be done then. <laughs> you know? Right. One way or another, it's going to be what the Lord is going to let it be. But there's honor in the relational aspect of of you and the Lord and also you and other people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in, um, in 1 Corinthians, it says love is patient and you know patient and hurry don't often go together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which really means that love and hurry Mm -hmm. don't really go together very well either that's good i can't be fully present and fully like loving when i'm kids we gotta go like right right haven't you Mm -hmm. heard me i've said it three Mm -hmm, times let's mm -hmm. get out the door in those moments of hurry are they experiencing love what does that relationship look like Yeah. And so practically speaking, mm-hmm. that means that I've, I'm a, in Myers-Briggs, I'm a P. So that just means that I'm not naturally organized and like super structured. Which but, surprises me, by the way, because you are a very organized person. <laughs> thank you. You know, it's been built. It's happened because I'm a See, mom. See people, we can't accomplish anything. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, um... As as a person who's not very structured, I've had to learn, okay, if we need to be out the door, practically, if we need to be out the door this time, for my kids to not feel rushed, we have got to be ready 20 minutes beforehand. Yeah. I mean, right, not like five. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we've got to be 20 minutes. So mm-hmm. I literally have a schedule and I have it written out. What time is breakfast? And I create margin in that schedule mm-hmm. and just creating margin so that we can have a conversation so that yeah. we can deal with the whatever that came up that we weren't right. expecting. Right. So it's just practically I'm, I'm trying to find new ways mm-hmm. of slowing down, rushing less, being more present. Um, and I would just like to say, honestly, that means getting off my phone more. Mm-hmm. We, so good. we are in an iPhone culture. Mm-hmm. And yep. Yep. We can't just say right, right. that life isn't about our yeah. phone. We actually mm-hmm. have to Absolutely. show that and live that ourselves. Yeah. So practically, like I try and leave my phone in the basement. Mm-hmm. I try and leave my phone on silent. I rarely look at social media. And if I do, it's like once a day and for a short time. I read in a great book by um, Mark Comer that he said, put your phone to bed. Mm. You know, give your phone a bedtime. 
just practical things Mm -hmm. to to just stop and be present yeah. So those are different things that I'm working on. So Josh, good. Josh even bought me a magazine once about smoothies, and I'm like, "Why did you buy me this <laughs> it's a magazine? concept? I'm going to read instead like, of look on the Google for smoothies." That and, is exactly what yeah. he said, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, thank you, yeah, thank you, you know." I, I was reading somewhere. Um, a doctor was just kind of talking about brain health, and she's like, "You know, we don't realize how good it is for us for our eyes to to read in different ways." So reading tactile like paper newspaper or magazine or a physical book yeah because we've put everything on digital the screens books are on screen you know we can look up recipes on screen like everything but it is so good for our eyes exercising the muscles to be able to read in different modalities so i love that you know i'm just gonna read a magazine that's a concept (laughs) i know (laughs) read a recipe out of a recipe book yeah yeah um there's just so many ways that even as we, as our teenagers get older and we're like trying to help them, you know, regulate and use moderation in everything, you're realizing that you're just as susceptible and accountable to all of that as a parent and right. as an adult, because none of us are exempt from that habit of right. like, oh, I got to check this. I got to check that. I got to right. be looking on this and I got to take a picture yeah. and a video and then I got to post it and then I got to check all my messages mm-hmm. from there. And it can be very all consuming. And then you remove the margin right, for conversation and just looking at each other like, hey, right, what do I want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so with that, I would love to just kind of wrap this up by asking you, you know, there's going to be people listening to this podcast thinking, okay, this is, I can relate to so much of this, but where do I begin? And I know you talked about the prayer cabin. Maybe you can expound a little bit just on where to begin for somebody who wants to be encouraged in those next steps and how to really start walking in this place of rest or this gray space, as we call it. I think for everybody, it looks a little different. Mm. And the only one that truly knows what your gray space looks like is the Lord. Mm -hmm. So my Mm -hmm. number one thing would be to say, get in prayer with the Lord, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like, Mm -hmm. and take just a minute and surrender your schedule to the Lord. Amen. Surrender everything that you're doing Mm -hmm. and everything that you have responsibilities of and just saying, Lord, I want you to rewrite this for me. Rewrite my life, my days, my schedule. Rewrite my mentalities and how I go about doing life. You know, and being honest, is there anything, Lord, that I have been doing that isn't in alignment with your spirit? So really it starts with that relationship and diving deep in that intimate relationship with Jesus. So So honestly, that's the first place to start because without Christ as the starting point, we will automatically strive. Amen. Um, Another thing I would say is don't get swept up in the culture of hurry. Mm. You know, acknowledge it for what it is. Recognize it. Start to see the world and recognize not in a judgmental way, but an observatory way. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's hurrying, you know. Mm recognize see the mom who's walking in front of her child hurrying her kid along and saying okay Sarah do I do that I don't I want to walk next to my child I want to stop and wait for my child Mm -hmm. you know just Mm -hmm. observing our culture and then not get swept up in it choose to rest choose to slow down Mm -hmm. I used to take pride in my overbook schedule Mm -hmm. and I used to be like Man, I've gotten so much done today. I'm so important. I have heard, I've done it all, right? I'm yeah, busy with yeah, ministry. Yeah, yeah. 
And man, hurry is not the way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And I was humbled. I have yeah. been humbled. There are seasons to run, but there are seasons to walk. So um, the third thing I'd probably say is just to know that God's grace is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. That you don't even have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like God's going to help you do this. Right. You know, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 is where that comes from. You know, his grace and favor is enough to mm-hmm. get you mm-hmm. through whatever you're facing. Amen. So to acknowledge that, and once again, it's surrender. It's to give it to him again. Yeah. Amen. And I think the last thing I just love to say is... Um, you know, living from a place of grace and rest isn't about having a perfect life without challenge or struggle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all going through multiple yep. things yep. in our lives. Yep. But I think it's acknowledging that amidst the stress, Jesus is helping us through those stressful times. And no matter what our circumstances are, that we can actually declare that his favor mm-hmm. follows us mm-hmm. wherever we go. Mm-hmm. And so my last thing would just be like, declare it. You know, declare God's favor. Declare, I Mm -hmm. have your grace. I walk in your grace today. Mm -hmm. And when we start to declare it, it starts to reshape our mind and we start to think in the patterns of Sabbath rest and growing in that. And pretty soon, it literally becomes a part of our lifestyle. Yeah, it's like Paul said, you know, disciplining your flesh to, to be led by the Spirit. Because there are times, I mean... You know, I've been walking in the gray space or walking with the Lord in the gray space for years. And I still, all of a sudden, my my schedule will start increasing and I can feel the Lord. My yeses are the assignments of God because I've prayed about him and I know it. But I'm still feeling that, whoo, I am, you know, this is bigger than me. I, I'm over capacity. But I have to stop and say, okay, I'm in my grace, right? I'm in the gray space. I'm not like... I'm walking by the grace and what falls off will fall off. If it's not done the way I thought it was supposed to be done, I'm fine with that. Yeah. If this does not work out the way that I was thinking, fine. Like you just constantly, yeah, the discipline of letting it go, being aware yeah. of what you want your life to look like in Christ and being able to just say, it's okay. I made for grace, not this. Like, I, you yeah. know, I'm not going to grow a third eye over this, this thing. <laughs> I think it's helpful to remember that we're human yeah. and being human, you know, being a supernatural, like a spirit being walking with the Lord does not take away the fact that you're a human being and you're going to still have human moments and you have to just retrain yep. that flesh Absolutely. to be in line with the spirit. Amen. All right. Well, I would love to invite you to pray, Sarah. But before I do that, I just want to highlight and summarize really quick what we've talked about here on the podcast. And you can go to Occupy-Freedom.com and we'll have a little blog write-up and some tools on there for you guys to use as well. Um, But basically, we've kind of talked about how hurry is the enemy of grace and rest. Or hurry is the antithesis of love because love is patient and, and in that, there's this slow-paced living in love and being present in our moments. And so hurry and haste can be an enemy of that sacredness that God is inviting us into. Um, we also talked about how rest is an internal surrender in Christ, right? It's a lifestyle lived in the Lord. It's not a, okay, here's a striving of how to rest, and this is what I have to do to rest. Um, and it's not just an observance of a day of the week. It's about a lifestyle that we live in Christ. 
And then we thirdly, we're just kind of talking about how to begin to surrender the things on your calendar and surrender the things that you have in your life to see what the Lord would keep, what he would take away, and maybe how he would rearrange that for your benefit and for your benefit in relationship with him. And so we hope that there's pieces of this that would just eternally be deposited in you guys today. But I want to invite Sarah to just pray over us and pray over you as you process some of this information and as you move forward so that it's not just a podcast, but it can be something that can be birthed in your life. So if you would pray for us, that would would be awesome. Yes. Jesus, you are grace. And we acknowledge that grace is you, Mm. comes from you, and is designed to fill us. And so right now, we just receive your grace Mm -hmm. into our lives. We thank you that your spirit dwells within us and that we can go about our days from a place of rest. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you for all the things that you have called us to. Mm -hmm. So many wonderful and important things that you have called us to do, Mm -hmm. people that you've called us to love, um, ministries that you've called us to do, jobs that you have called us to um, work in and be present in. And I just, I thank you for that. And so I pray, Lord, that you would show us how to walk Mm -hmm. our lives out in a way that honors you, that glorifies you, that speaks your truth and your life and your love to those around us. Mm -hmm. I pray for every relationship of every person that is listening to this. Also, Rayana and myself, I pray for the relationships in our lives and that you would help us to be present Mm -hmm. in those relationships. I pray that we would always choose people over productivity. I pray that you would give us wisdom and insight and discernment to know when we need to change Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. I pray that you would show us what the next step is in each one of our lives so that we can walk like you, talk like you, live like you, because we just want to follow in your ways. And your ways were love, and they were rest-filled, and they were productive, and they were beautiful. So we just receive all of that over our lives today and say yes and amen to what you have next in store. Help us to rest today and in the days to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on the Occupy Freedom Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.occupy-freedom.com and subscribe so you'll never miss a show or an update. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate you sharing it with your friends and giving us a rating on your preferred podcast platform. For further resources, check out Rihanna's best-selling book, Polished and Concealed, on Amazon.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Occupy Freedom Podcast.